Welcome to the Audible Insights Podcast, brought to you by the Insights Association, the leading voice of market research, and hosted by David Paul, CEO of Engages, and an expert in research-driven messaging, content, and stories. Hey everyone, this is David Paul, CEO of Engage Us, and welcome to another episode of the Audible Insights Podcast. We're coming to you live from the Corporate Researchers Conference in Orlando as part of the Insights Association's annual conference series. And I'm joined on this episode by Brett Townsend, head of North American Insights for Electrolux, which also owns the Frigidaire brand. That is correct. Brett, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So um, tell everyone, um, what's your day-to-day life as head of North American Insights? Basically, we have our tentacles in all different parts of our organization. So we, uh, our team does insights for all of our product development, uh, for all of our marketing and advertising and brand building, and as well as all of our customer retail engagements with our retail customers like Home Depot and Lowe's and working with our sales team. Yeah, so just, just a small job, right? Just a little bit. <laughs> so uh, you gave a keynote this morning at CRC. Uh, tell us uh, kind of a, what's the synopsis of what that was all about? Really, it was just about how over the years, you know, we as an insights industry have done a historically poor job of marketing ourselves and delivering the type of work that our companies need and expect from us. And so it was kind of shining a light a little bit on us, kind of like it's not you, it's me. And uh, and really talking about what are the main things. And I brought up four things that I felt that we could do as an industry to be better at delivering the kind of insights, true insights that our companies need to grow. Mm-hmm. Would you mind? assuming you have them committed to memory you mind stepping us through those here briefly sure the first one was that we need to we need to step away from our academic past a little bit we are an industry that has been built on academia and so while we need to continue to stay in touch with them and 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 still build on what they've done we need to be going down two separate paths because our goals are different the purposes of doing research are different and our methodologies are different our deliverables are different and so and and our priorities are different and and for most of us in the insights industry now we work for for-profit companies and if we aren't delivering sales driving insights to our companies and we're failing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, on the academic side, it's it's more about uh, proving hypotheses and theories and things and it's not necessarily telling CEOs how to go make money. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two is that we need to uh, start to attract different type of talent into our industry. We have a lot of really smart people. We need people that are more charismatic. We need people that are more influential. And we need to bring in people from other parts of business into our industry. We're typically very siloed and incestuous, Mm -hmm. and we need to be bringing people in from sales, from marketing, from product line to kind of give their perspective. Uh, Number three is that we need, everything we do needs to lead to sales, needs to sell more stuff. Bottom line. Uh, and then number four is that I feel like standardization is killing uh, our industry and killing the natural curiosity that I think is the most important trait that we need for insights people. Mm-hmm. So uh, of those four, the one that, that jumped out at me this morning the most was, was number three, that research really needs to keep their eye on the ball about the fact that 
Um, ultimately, it all, it's all about selling more stuff. And I've been in sales my whole career, so that really resonated with me. How's that been embraced within your organization as you try to circulate that idea or as you've been building your teams around that notion for as long as that's been important to you? Well, obviously, saying that everything that we want to do needs to lead to sales, that's always going to be embraced. Right. But we have to prove it. And I think it's a lot of times we as an industry get caught up in what I call interesting research. And I just say, I don't have the luxury of being interesting. Okay. Interesting people get fired. <laughs> um, we have to be able to have everything that we do have a path towards selling more stuff. And so when I first started there, it was as our as our team was going over projects that we were going to do, the question I was asking in my first few months was, how is this leading to sales? Show me the path that this is going to help lead us to sales. Mm -hmm. And if it didn't, we either went back and changed it so it would, or we discarded it altogether. Yeah. And so now it's really making sure that we that we walk the walk, that we say we're going to have everything to lead to sales and then actually do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, critically important. And uh, it, I, I like the rigor around it really being that black and white. Either, either you can prove to us how this is going to drive sales once it's done, or if you can't, it's not that we scrap the whole thing, but it's back to the drawing board and let's make sure that we've got it fine-tuned. Yeah, it is. And, and really where it, came, where it came from was a, a pivotal role I had when I was at PepsiCo. I was there for about nine years and uh, I got to the chance to work in the field uh, on a customer sales team for two years. And, you know, sales guys, we've had a, we've typically had a hard time getting them on board with what we do because they view what we do as kind of fluff and touchy feely. And because we haven't been focused on sales, but being embedded with that sales team for two years, I thought I kind of already had a, a sales minded view on what I do, mm -hmm. but not like I did after that yeah, role. I mean, I if bet. I'm not helping them sell more stuff, then I'm just taking up space in the office. Yeah. And so everything needed to have a sales slant and working with that customer every day and not working with marketing or insights, but working with the merchants and really focusing on the day-to-day -day sales thing. That role changed really who I am as an insights person wow. and made me even more focused and, and I feel like I'm so much better for that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I encourage people today in the keynote is that if you have the opportunity as an insights person to take a, a sales type role, mm -hmm. then you should, because it really will change the way that you look at the work that we do and the support that we need to be to our sales teams in order to be able to you know, sell more stuff and help them do their jobs. Yeah. Does your research team have the ability with your brands to spend time with the sales teams that are out on the front line? Yeah. So one of the people on my team, that is her that's her sole job oh, wow. is actually to work on sales and retail insights with the shoppers and with our retail customers. And so I kind of reformed the team when I got there to have them focus on different things and, and learning from my PepsiCo days, how important it was to have that relationship yeah. with the customer. I have one person on my team that's all she does. And that's so it great. really is building that relationship, working with customer marketing in joint with sales and being able to help them help them sell more yeah. stuff, really. Yeah. 
Now, you're in the unique position of, of working at such a senior level on two very established legacy brands like Electrolux and especially Frigidaire. Um, what, what the age, what, what's the age of both of those brands, assuming you have them? So Electrolux just turned 100 this year. Yeah. Frigidaire turned 100 last year in 2018. So Frigidaire is 101 years old and uh, Electrolux is 100. So not one, but two 100-year-old brands. Yep. Um, so that has to that has to offer some unique challenges. I imagine it also offers tremendous benefits as well. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to do your line of work for two brands that are uh, of that age and that established? Yeah, I think it mostly applies to Frigidaire here in North America because that's the number one brand that we have. Um, it, it, we, that's been a journey that we've been on uh, over the last three or four years is how do we take a brand that people have traditionally associated with being their grandma's refrigerator or their parents' refrigerator into something that is relevant for them. And so it's not just in the way that we develop our products and making sure that we have true consumer insight into the problems in the white space that, that people are having with their appliances, but then creating things that are really solving problems for them. I think that's number one. But then number two is obviously brand building and really having the brand portray the image and uh, and be the brand that people can trust. Not only been trusted for 100 years, but trusting for the next 100 years. And, right. and a lot of that was really trying to identify, which we have done, really who is our target consumer? This isn't about segmentation and trying to find four or five types of consumers. Like who is the one target consumer that we need to focus on. We need to develop our products for them. We need to speak to them in all of our marketing and our messaging. And we need to make sure that everything about what we do resonates with their needs. And that's been the really rewarding work that we've done as a marketing team combined. And now I feel like the the advertising that we have on TV right now with our new air fry ovens, with our new uh, flex refrigerators uh, and our, our new Electrolux washer and dryer and, and the things that we're doing with the Frigidaire brand especially, it, it is speaking directly to our consumer, blocking out all the other noise and just saying, here's how we are here to solve your problems and how we are here to make your life easier. Yeah, so all of that that we're seeing now is what's coming to fruition from a lot of it from the, the insights work that your team has done. Yeah, so over the last three years or so that I've been there, we've been working very consistently with our great partners in marketing and in product line and in sales to be able to really develop true innovative products again that are for our target consumer yeah. you know we have there's we have a lot of competitors and we make the same products as them but we don't sell to the same consumers and our consumer frankly isn't interested in what samsung is selling um, because they're, they're just different consumers and yeah. and so it's understanding what our consumer wants and so we've had several new products hit the market this year that i've just mentioned induction ranges air fry ranges uh, our new flex refrigerator french door refrigerator that really are hitting the mark with our consumers and it's because of not only the, the the great consumer insight we developed at the very beginning but the partnership that we have with product development with marketing with sales so that consumer insight doesn't get lost along the innovation process but that we continue to tell that story all the way through to when it finally hits the market and it's not diluted which sometimes can happen and yeah. so it, it doesn't happen 
without great partnership. And right. we and I, we're very lucky to have that. I love what what you're doing in itself is innovative, and doing it with these legacy brands makes it even more interesting and I'm sure more rewarding for you as well when you get to see how these brands not only remain relevant but really thrive after all these years. It has been and just to see now how people are able, how consumers are telling us this matters to me. Your yeah. brand matters to me. You yeah. are speaking to me. You are developing a product that is solving a big problem for me. Then it's no longer, you know, your mom's Frigidaire. Right. It's now your Frigidaire. And they feel a sense of that. And th that really is truly rewarding, as yeah. you said. Well, and I'll say another thing that's really nice for me just talking with you is uh, the listeners can't see this, but you've had a smile on your face almost this <laughs> entire conversation. And for anyone who thinks refrigerators aren't sexy and and a range is a range um, you know th this is you are someone at a stage of your career where you know that you're improving people's lives you're solving problems for them and you're doing it clearly with a tremendous sense of pride where you really enjoy what you do you're talking about this actively smiling whether you realized it or not <laughs> and for me to get to to witness that and and hear from you and learn from you in that way is is really it's rewarding to see well thanks i mean i i really am fortunate number one that i truly love the work that i do yeah. i fell kind of bass backwards into mm -hmm. insights and um but i'm so happy i'm here i'm now have built a 20 plus year career doing this so i love that and then just like i said to it is very very rewarding to to take what we're doing with the Frigidaire brand. And you said, yeah, refrigerators and dishwashers and stuff, they're not sexy. And they probably are not when you compare them to smartphones and electronics. Right. But one of the things that has made this so rewarding is that we have really understood the emotional engagement and the emotional attachment that people have to their appliances because they own them for around 10 to 12 years. And, mm -hmm. you know, anybody that's going to enter into a 10 year relationship with anything or anyone, there's going to be emotion involved. Yeah. And so understanding that emotion and understanding those emotional triggers and what we call a, a ticket to win, it's it. It's all emotional. And yeah. so to be able to connect with these consumers emotionally, to be able to see their emotional reactions that we are hitting the mark. Yeah. yeah I mean, how can you not help but smile right. when you know that what you're doing is is helping and it's working? Yeah. And I think it just it takes opening your eyes to realize that appliances like this really there is an emotional connection to them. The refrigerator houses all of the food that you provide for your family and that you entertain your friends with and and the range cooks it and I always use a washer and dryer as an example when I'm when I'm teaching sales the fact that people don't buy a washer and dryer because they need to clean their clothes or a particular one um, but they're providing for their family and they're and and you know they're doing good so I think it's just really interesting when brands like yours can can see that and realize that there genuinely is an emotional connection to these things that if you just think about it on the surface, you know, like you said, compared to a smartphone, it's not that sexy, but a tremendous impact on people's lives. And, and it requires digging. And, you know, and it's not easy because a lot of times if you talk to consumers about appliances, they're going to just say, oh, I bought the lowest price one or I bought this. And it, it's so much more than that. And yeah. if we were to just stop there, yeah. we would not be doing ourselves any favors and, and not really getting to where we're at. It's digging deeper. It's it's really trying to get into their lives and, and understand them. And that's 
where the delivery has been on yeah. on what we've been able to do. Yeah, that's great. Well, Brett, thank you so much for sharing um, the wisdom from your 20 year career and the unique way that you're you're tackling this. I think everyone can can take a page out of what you're doing and learn from it. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. You can find all our episodes by searching Audible Insights on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and by visiting insightsassociation.org audible. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.